0: Not a third of U.S. households include such shrubs in their landscaping. You can find these and more facts about America from the U.S. Census Bureau on the web at census.gov.
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And we come to you each week right here on Health Radio and many, many other places to bring you the best to uplift and inspire you and to help you make the changes that you want to make in your life. And the way that we define health is a very holistic way. And that means the integration of mind, body, and spirit into everything that we do. I have a... Fabulous guest to to bring to you today, and it 's someone that, as i 've said before is has really been on a journey to change the landscape of what we think about medicine today and Here in this show we 're going to be talking about many many things but but right out of the gate it 's important to know. Who's running the show? Is it our emotional lives? What does that mean, and what can we do about it? My guest today is Dr. Eve Wood, and we're going to be talking about, uh, well, as I said before, her book, 10 Steps to Take Charge of Your Emotional Life. Is really the platform for our conversation today. But let me just say this. Uh, Dr. Wood is an award winning author, and uh, the book that uh, she's written, There's Always Help, There's Always Hope, and has devote, really devoted nearly two decades to the care of troubled individuals. And this is, when I say troubled individuals, we're going to talk about what this means, but these are people from all walks of life. Um, her journey is about helping people. And so when we have this conversation today, you're going to hear from an individual that know, knows what it's like to pretty much go against the grain and to take her passion out into the world. She has served on the faculty of the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine, the executive Executive Committee of the Institute of Pennsylvania Hospital, and its Clinical Associate Professor of Medicine at the University of Arizona Program in Integrative Medicine. So when we talk about uniting body, mind, and spirit in one, we really are talking about an empowering model, and this is what's going to help each and every one of us take charge of our lives. And so, Dr. Wood, thank you so much for joining the show today.
3: Oh, I'm delighted to be with you. It's such a pleasure, really.
2: You know, more and more we are hearing about this this thread of stress that has to do with the emotional baggage that we carry in our lives. And I said that you have gone against the grain and I think to start this conversation, I think it's really important to really talk about what you have decided to take out into the world and how It really is about, in your case, going against the grain. Maybe you could speak a little bit to that to give our listeners an idea
3: of what your journey has been like. Oh, I'd love to do that. Well, you know, of course, I'm a medical doctor, which means I went through the standard traditional medical school training and, of course, psychiatry residency for four or more years after the four years of medical school. And what I experienced in my training and in my early years of clinical work is that the model I was taught didn't work. What I I felt uh, over and over again was that there was a tremendous value to what I was learning about the science and the neurology and the physiology and the role of diagnosis and medication. But I really saw over and over again that a model that relied predominantly on that and that didn't take into account inner wisdom, our own capacity to heal, complementary and alternative interventions, the spiritual realm, and so on, didn't really address the depth and the range of problems that most of us experience in life. So in my own practice I began, in my own private practice, you know, once I finished all that training stuff, I began to work with people trying to put together the pieces in a way that made personal sense for each one. And what I kept finding was that people who had been searching for answers for many years and suffering with um, kind of an open-minded, whole-person approach were really able to get better and didn't need to continue in treatment care, and after a while, I got really clear that I needed to start to share in a bigger way some of what I was learning from my own patients in my practice so that people I might never meet could learn how to put together different pieces and create their own best solutions and know where to go for what sort of help they might need.
2: Well, uh, you know what I love about your story is, because I so relate to
3: this. And mm, I love that. Uh, he-
2: you know, you coming right out of the gate uh, and in the, in the field of psychiatry. I'm coming out of the gate in the field of psychology. Yeah. And, you know, the first time I come out with, quote, the crust-busting metaphor, I'm on my website, there's a picture, and I'm holding two things in my hand. And the backlash I got from the institution around that was amazing. And mm-hmm. I can only imagine what people have said to you. Because aren't we really breaking
3: a mold here? Oh yeah, well, you know it's so interesting because you know it's a challenge to figure out how do you say something that um, kind of really challenges a lot of people's approach and model in a way that's not extremely inflammatory, you know, <laughs> and um, what I've tried to do because I do believe this is is um, convey that there's value in all of the parts you know there's value in the model I was trained in there's value in many other traditions and so on um. But none of them are the whole answer. I think they're all pieces of a puzzle. And, of course, each one of us has our own puzzle pieces to make up a whole. So I've been fortunate not to get nearly as much extreme response of a negative sort as maybe I would get if I went around sort of saying, you know, well, this is totally wrong, right. you know. But in a sense, I am also saying that something's totally wrong because an approach that um, looks at a piece of the problem and says the piece is the whole answer is, in a certain sense, totally wrong, yeah. you know? <laughs> Believe me, I do. Yeah. Well, so it's it, But it's a very tricky And there's surely been, I mean, I've surely gotten some feedback, especially early on when I went to some of my colleagues that I'd known for a long time for support for my work that basically said, oh, there's nothing to this and we can't support it. And I thought, well, I'm going to the wrong place. To heck with that, you know.
2: Well, all of us get to make decisions about the lives that we lead. I mean, you know, I shared in my case, there was a picture on my website, and I had two things in my hand. And so the dean of the school thought I was holding crystals. And so that was very offensive. And mm-hmm. it was an interesting conversation to hear the backlash of that. By the way, uh, even if I was holding crystals, uh, so what, in my mind, but right. I was holding two thunder eggs. And it's really been a wonderful journey about how we have to stand up and really fight for the truth of who we are. I mean, could you possibly yeah. be yeah. anyone
3: else? No. And, and I, I might have shared this with you in the past, but I got to a certain point with this where it became really clear to me that if I didn't start to write about it and teach about it and share about it in a, a bigger way than in the privacy of my office with the door shut, I might as well just hang it up because I wasn't doing what I was meant to do on the planet and there's something sacrilegious to me about that. And I believe that every one of us has um, a purpose on this planet. You know, that we have unique gifts and reasons for being here and stuff where each supposed to be doing with that. So when it got to that point over and over again for me that I just got, okay, there's something I might be able to do that's going to prevent suffering, I really couldn't not do it, you know? Well,
2: the book, Ten Steps to Take Charge of Your Emotional Life, Overcoming Anxiety, Distress, and Depression Through Whole Person Healing, you know, the title of the book itself is very revealing. Mm. When you sat down to write this book... Um, I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall kind of listening to you. talk to yourself about it. Huh. What inspired you to really say, this is what I'm going to write about? I mean, did it come on the heels of there's always help, there's always hope?
3: Or yeah. How did this emerge? That's a really interesting question. You know, I think for each of us, the, sort of the inner wisdom shows itself differently. But um, what happened for me is once I, once I wrote the first one, there's always help, there's always hope, and then as I won all these awards for it and I had choice about where to go and who to work with going forward in publishing and so on. As soon as I um, contracted with Hay House, I knew immediately, it mm. just came to me, what the next book was meant to be, what the title was, and I honestly, I sat down, and in you know a couple of hours, I wrote out the, the outline, the steps, and what they would be, and it just came, and I think it just came that way because I've known for a very long time that a piece of what I need to do is make the lessons accessible, you know, teach people how to self-evaluate, how to Look at themselves in different dimensions. How to know what might work for them, and how to figure out where to go for what. And the first book was really outlining an approach, a philosophy, a way to think about body, mind, and spirit in wellness and in healing. And it was really more stories and examples and you know lessons that you could apply. But it wasn't a how-to book. And I knew that once they wrote that one, the next thing I would need to do is write something that was in a sense inspirational but also very much more practical so that anybody could pick up any one of those steps read it look at it and figure out something to do
2: well we're going to have uh, much more uh, to talk about regarding this book and how this the stories in here are phenomenal I mean this is really a book that got my attention when we come back more with the Dr. Pat show talk radio to thrive by and my very special guest today Dr. Eve Woods stay tuned everyone we'll be right back
4: Abraham Lincoln's cottage is about to become more energy efficient. I'm David K. Jones. The Lincoln Cottage Visitor Education Center in Washington, D.C. will go beyond honoring a great president. It will be the first U.S. historic building to be certified by the U.S. Green Building Council. The site will be more energy efficient and environmentally friendly thanks to a more than $1 million gift from United Technologies Corporation. The Cottage and Visitor Center will become a model for preserving older buildings through a reduction in waste, improvement in energy efficiency, and preservation of green space. Krista Pilot, Director of Community Affairs for United Technologies.
2: There's more to green building than new construction. Updating the energy efficiency of existing buildings, especially in landmarks like this, is a focus for UTC and the National Trust for Historic Preservation. UTC is proud to help underwrite the President Lincoln and Soldiers Home National Monument. Our funding will help restore and preserve this unique presidential site and provide a sustainable model for future historic renovations.
4: For more information on President Lincoln's cottage, log on to utc.com. Dr. Hirsch,
1: to medical records, please. Orderly to admitting... HEU members work in every area of
2: health care. From caring for our seniors to sterilizing operating rooms, HEU members are essential to your care. But despite growing workloads and increased training, they were singled out for deep wage cuts in 2004. It's not fair, and it's not working for health care. This year, let's find solutions that make health care better for everyone. We're the Hospital Employees' Union, and we're bargaining for better care.
5: They see it every day.
1: Patients who can't focus on getting well because they're struggling with constantly rising health care costs.
5: Iowa's nurses know firsthand that our health care system is broken.
1: That's why nurses from around the state are leading the fight to fix health care.
5: Meeting with presidential candidates, asking what they will do to make sure everyone can get affordable health care.
2: And how to pay for it.
5: Because everyone should be able to get affordable, quality health care.
2: And what can you do?
5: Join us. Visit iowaforhealthcare.com and find out how you can become a health care voter. And the next time you see one of those presidential candidates at the coffee shop, you can ask them, What are you going to do about health care?
1: Paid for by Iowa for Healthcare.
5: Because the longer we wait to fix health care the worse the problem's going to get.
4: You can hear this show again or listen to the all-new online interactive talk radio all about health, wellness, fitness, and medicine. Log on to healthradio.net. Entertaining hosts, expert guests, and important information about every aspect of your health. Live health radio or on-demand podcasts. It's compelling talk radio for everybody. healthradio.net. That's healthradio.net.
2: Organic
1: Salon. How healthy is your beauty salon?
4: Radio Network is streaming this show and other great health talk shows online 24
2: hours a day, seven days
4: a week at healthradionetwork.com. And now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. My guest today is Dr. Eve Wood. And for more information about the show, sign up for our newsletter and be one of the first to find out about our lineup, our special offers, at www.thedrpatshow.com. And check it out. I want to remind everyone on Tuesday uh, my interview with Olivia Newton-John will air. And so that is available as well. Today, though, what we are experiencing is a conversation that gives people opportunities to decide how they want to lead uh, their lives and you know Dr. Wood and I have talked before there's so much that I have found in the book 10 Steps to Take Charge of Your Emotional Life. You know Dr. Wood thank you so much for joining the show. I wanted to ask you I, I know that there are some other things that you're creating uh, and so before we talk about the book in detail I know that you have sat down to create some additional toolkits for people. Can you say a little bit
3: about oh, those? Oh sure I'd be delighted to do it this summer um, it so now July because <laughs> of delays in China. Um, there's a kit that I produced for Hay House. It's called Stop Anxiety Now. I think I need it myself now. But anyway, um, that will come out this summer. And it, it has a bunch of different tools for anxiety management, um, cognitive behavior tools, a book, a journal, a CD with a bunch of exercises, relaxation exercises, guided imagery, affirmation tools. It's, it's quite fabulous. And so you buy it in a little box. And I think you you can even pre-order it now on Amazon. It's called Stop Anxiety Now. And then in January, there will be another kit that's coming out, and it's called What Am I Feeling and What Does It Mean, a kit for self-growth and healthy relationships. And it has all these different tools to um, identify our feeling states and how to communicate effectively in relationships, how to get the love we want. And, again, it has a bunch of different tools, cards, uh, CD, uh, a book a journal a, a refrigerator magnets a bunch of different pieces because not everyone learns simply by reading books and doing exercises so i'm um, trying to create different ways to learn some of the lessons that um, some of us learn best by simply reading and doing a, you know the exercises in a book
2: well let me ask you this question uh, sure. what comes first the thought or the emotion
3: um, the interesting, the, well, emotion does. If we, if we, um, and interestingly enough, now we have um, ways to study this, but we didn't for a long time. But if you look now at, um, you know, these sort of brain imaging studies and you look at um, sort of a stimulus, you know, someone steps on your, well, not steps on you, someone says something hurtful to you, let's say, um, what will happen is the, the area of the brain that registers emotion, the inner limbic area of the brain, will start to register that, you know, with nerve impulses just a fraction of a, a second faster than the cognitive part of the brain, the thinking part of the brain. So it, it's becoming more and more clear that our emotional responses precede thought. However, we can choose what we do about our emotions. You know, so in other words, I might feel immediately hurt or angry, but then I, I have the opportunity to figure out how I want to express that feeling. But the feeling comes whether we um, choose it or not really you know there
2: has been a question I've been wanting to ask you since the last time we spoke <laughs> and I think for me the question has always been in my mind but I think the movie the secret has really shined the shine the light on this and it, it might be quite quite controversial huh. in your opinion do we create illness in our minds okay let me ask the question yeah, differently. yeah. I think a lot of people have said uh, well we don't like the movie the secret because what that says is that I brought this horrific disease uh, yes. into my life and we've had sort of a back and forth conversation about this in your opinion how does this work
3: I love that you asked that because it's actually one of my big concerns about these type of, of, of films so I'm really thrilled that you asked it you know one of the things um, I talk about in the 10 steps and, and i um, and I've talked about it in other books too, is that there's a complex interplay between our biologic genetic vulnerability to things and the way we live our lives. And some of us are way more vulnerable because of our genetics and what we've inherited and environmental exposure and so on to certain types of sicknesses and cancers and everything else than other people. And I personally do not believe as a doctor and a healer and having worked in this field now for, God, I don't know, over 20 years, that everything is about what you think. I think absolutely that the lessons that we tell ourselves, the things that we say over and over again, absolutely affect every cell in our body, affect our immune state, you know, affect our level of vulnerability, but they don't change our fundamental constitution. And that has something to do with who's also going to be more vulnerable to get sick and respond in certain ways than the next person. So I have a worry about um, some of these sort of um, all the rage things, you know, that seem to convey that all you need to do is think differently or so on and everything will follow. Because we, we really uh, don't have that power simply with our thought process. There's other stuff going on. Well, you know, I,
2: I love the conversation. First of all, let me say that I am so thrilled that the movie The Secret has come out. If for no other reason, it's, it's really created a conversation. Yes, And I absolutely. think conversation, right? Doesn't conversation take us to the next level of awareness?
3: Exactly, which is great. I mean, I think it's fabulous you and I are talking about this because people are walking around struggling with these questions and have been for a very long time. Surely many women that have come to me over the years, for example, with diagnosis of breast cancer struggled with, did I bring this on? Is it because something I did? You know, and so on. So, but And I've what I've answered them is what I've just explained to you, that um, we can't say that you did because there's a whole bunch of other factors. But what we can do is say, what can you do going forward to maximize your immune function and your wellness?
2: And now that's the next question because uh, sort of a, a counter question is, how much power do we have in our minds? What, what is the role of beliefs? So I know you address this in the book. Right. Uh, we've heard stories over and over again how people have, through the power of their thought, through the power of reprogramming their minds, have gone in one day with a terminally ill d- disease, and the next week the X-ray doesn't show the disease, and so uh, it's really been a journey of understanding. What's your opinion on this?
3: Well, you know, I, we definitely we have definitely seen that happen. You know that that someone will have um, be given a diagnosis, for example, of something incurable, and then miraculously wind up not having it. You know, it disappears or it, it, it resolves. Now, I can't tell you that I know for sure, and I don't know that anyone can really, what all the factors are that cause that to happen. So I'm sure a component of that is the mindset, the beliefs and what we say. But I also know for sure that there are going to be people who might do the same exercise and you know, their tumor is not going to disappear. And, and it may also be that there are other factors that are contributing to that transformation. So I don't... Think it's so black and white? Really? I think it's more complicated. On the other hand, um, we literally can use the power of our mind to affect our body. I tell one story. It's a story of Carol in the book who used her mind to literally train for the Olympics. I mean, she she was a runner and she took a year off to train for the um, qualifying race for the Olympics. And right after she took off the year to train. She severely injured her leg to such an extent that she couldn't even stand. She was in a wheelchair then on crutches and she couldn't walk and so on. And she literally could not even run around the track at all. Any for the whole year until the time she was meant to run this qualifying race. But she actually did qualify. And the way she qualified was by using the power of her mind to train her body. Let's hold body. that thought and
2: when we come back, yeah, we'll finish the story because this is a very powerful story. And, you know, your conversation around this, uh, Dr. Wood, really touches on a very, very important power we have. And then I'm going to ask you, why don't we use it? All right, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive by my guest, Dr. Eve Wood. We'll be right back.
6: Northwestern Memorial Hospital's health learning centers are designed to help you find the information you need, when you need it, and in the format best for you. Northwestern Memorial's medical librarians, health educators, and information specialists are on hand to assist you with your unique research needs. All services are free of charge, and everyone is welcome to use this comprehensive service. Visit the Health Learning Center on the Internet at www.nmh.org.
4: Business Sense. I'm Mark Chase. Most small and medium-sized businesses know their company website directly impacts customer loyalty and sales, but sometimes have difficulty managing it while focusing on other key aspects of their business. IBM's Leah Wooten explains.
3: IBM managed hosting service helps small and medium-sized businesses improve their web presence by providing added flexibility, scalability, and a more secure, stable environment.
4: The new service helps to reduce upfront costs, and no hardware or software is required.
3: We leverage our expertise in industry-leading technologies to deliver superior website performance while allowing small and medium-sized businesses to focus on growth and innovation in their business.
4: For more information, please go to www.ibm.com backslash expressadvantage backslash insights. That's Business Sense from IBM. I'm Mark Chase.
1: A short quiz from the Ontario Dental Association.
4: Bad oral health can lead to heart disease and even heart attacks. Myth. Gum disease can make your diabetes harder to control. Fact. Poor oral health during pregnancy can affect the baby's health. Myth.
1: There is a relationship between oral health and overall health. Trust your dentist to help you separate the facts from the myths. Your dentist, part of your health care team. A message from the Ontario Dental Association.
5: My name is Ronnie Ayers. I had prostate cancer. I went to MD Anderson. It's not just the best treatments you'll find there, and believe me, I researched them all. It's the world's best doctors who partner with you to determine which treatment's right. You hear a lot these days about robotics or this or that. But to me, technologies are only as good as the people behind them.
1: At MD Anderson, you'll find not only the best treatments, but often the experts who help develop those treatments. People who can help you sort through sometimes confusing choices.
5: MD Anderson is the first and only place to go.
1: The University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Making cancer history.
5: My name is Ronnie Ayers. I am a life to be continued.
1: If someone you know suspects he may have prostate cancer, call 713-745-7020 for an appointment or go to mdanderson.org slash makingcancerhistory.
7: information relating to health. Listeners should not individually rely on the information given here because we're all a little bit different from one another. This program is definitely not a substitute for a consultation with a qualified medical doctor. We encourage you to make an appointment with your own doctor in order to resolve any of your health concerns. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show Talk Radio to Thrive By. Today, we're talking about health in a different way, or maybe not in a different way. Dr. Eve Woods is my guest today um, and if you want to find out more about what she's doing you can go to www.drevewood.com that's Dr. Evewood.com and check it out also you'll find information about her weekly radio show as well and you know we were uh, sharing a story Dr. Wood and I, I'd like to continue it and also share what you and I were talking about during the break sure I think, I think it's important information you know healing has multiple
3: components as does illness. Exactly. Exactly. So I was sharing before the break the story of this woman, Carol, who literally used her mind to train for the Olympics. And what I mean by that is she was so severely physically injured that she'd taken off this year to literally run this track and improve her times and so on, and then she couldn't even stand. And so what she did was she got, um, at that time it was um, VCR tapes because they didn't have DVDs, you know, of all the prior um, winners running that same event and the you know, in the Olympics in prior years. And she watched them over and over and over again and slowed them down and watched them frame by frame and visualized and imagined herself doing what that person was doing only better. You know, she visualized herself winning and doing better than each of those runners. And then she she uh, literally um, sat in her wheelchair on the track and then eventually stood in um, with the crutches and so on, on the track and visualized herself and imagined herself and talked to herself that she was running and she was running their best time and she was beating everyone and so on. And she did this progressively once she was able to walk a little bit, she started to walk the track and so on. But the day of the qualifying event she had never run the whole thing. She hadn't been physically well enough to do it. And on that day she, you know, bandaged up her leg and put God knows what medicines and so on on there and probably took some, you know, pain medicines and stuff. And she literally ran her best time ever, and she qualified for the Olympics, and she went to the Olympics. So I share that story in the book, um, and it's, a, it's in, a, in a section in the book where I'm talking about the power of the mind, obviously, to, to create miracles. Um, but I share that story because it does demonstrate the power of the mind to affect the body. That doesn't necessarily mean, though, that our mind can do everything to our body or causes everything in our body.
2: Well, let's talk about what it can and cannot do because, um, you know, I would love to share the power of this because we have a choice about what we think and how we do it. Right. You know, we have a choice. And so I I know that your work and what you're doing um, is to help people really get to that place where they fully understand that there are decisions we can make every day which could really turn the events of things which can really change things and in the book you actually um, talk about this as identifying the beliefs that imprison you and reprogram the brain circuits involved. What have we learned from science, uh, you know the new science, the neuroscience, the quantum physics? What have we learned? Have we? Are we coming to the place where psychology psychiatry and physics are coming together or am I just dreaming that.
3: (laughs) No, I think we are. I mean, I think, first of all, I mean, these things that I'm writing about and talking about are things that absolutely have been understood in many, you know, wisdom traditions for countless generations. We just sort of lost our connection to them in in a a sort of totally science-based model. But I think you're right that what's happening is, you know, as we um, sort of expand the bounds of science, we're beginning to actually recognize the degree to which science predict some of these spiritual things um, but in that particular um, section that you're talking about that step you know learn a uh, reprogram the brain circuitry of those beliefs that that really keeps you stuck. What I'm really talking about is that we all take on in our learning and our development and our growing up certain ideas about the self and the universe that don't serve us well, and we carry them forward, and they affect the choices we make and the things we do. You know, I'm not smart enough, or you know, whatever it's going to be. I'm not pretty enough. I have to be this way in order to have that, so on and so forth. And we can literally identify those, the ones that are very conscious and the ones that might be somewhat buried. I teach people in that step how to identify them, and. And then we can absolutely, physically, literally reprogram our brain circuitry. See, some of those stuck beliefs are, are um, very ingrained in a certain loop between different nerves in the brain, and therefore, it, they're very easy to get go right into. As soon as we have a certain thought, we can get into that old loop over and over again. But it turns out that we can literally change the loop. We can literally reprogram, in a sense, what our brain is doing by using particular strategies, and the strategies involve identifying the beliefs. Um, literally using a thought-stopping technique when it comes up and literally replacing it with specific other statements. And I teach people how to create those affirmative or antidote-type statements that we can regularly repeat. And as we do it, they themselves begin to become ingrained instead. And it takes about six weeks of regularly using that kind of a tool to begin to see the shift.
2: So... When we talk about this, and we, we, there are people listening to the show, and they're asking themselves the question, I need to get some help right now, uh, I know I'm sick, I have what the profession has called a chronic uh, illness or disease. Or, you know, my life is filled with anxiety. Um, are you seeing that there is something we can do right now to create the shift, even though it may take some time to get it to the place where we've done a 360 around it?
3: Oh, yeah. But but I'm also, I mean, it I have to say, I mean, if the person is, knows there's a chronic illness, I mean, the steps in the book, of course, go through how do you assess um, where you are with whatever your challenge is. So, you know, some people, for example, may need some of the initial steps, uh, which are about do I have a condition that requires medical intervention, you know, and so on. Um, but is there something that any one of us can do immediately to begin to shift what we're struggling with and surely the beliefs that imprison us? Absolutely.
2: In your life, as in mine, I know we have both taken a journey that—it's uh, hard to imagine. You and I are sitting here on the radio talking about this. I don't think. Yeah, I know. I,
3: <laughs> I don't think you ever thought you'd be doing this, neither have I. Oh, my God. You're, I mean, if you would ask me like five years ago, are you going to be like uh, talking on the radio around the world, you know, hundreds of shows and do your own show and writing books and all that, I would be like, no, are you kidding me? I'm a doctor.
2: Exactly. And, you yeah. know, we, we both went to school and, you know, put a few years into the educational system yeah. to get here. And when you, when you look at this and you look at where you are now, the question I, w- I want to ask you And we might have to to answer this when we come back from the break. Sure. But here we both are, and and I I think we're kind of knowing that we're sitting on the verge of something big. And when, when we think about this, I wanted you to address the future of the conversation we're having right now. And what I mean by that is that we certainly can integrate what we know now. What are our limitations? What are the possibilities? What can we encourage people to take a look at and believe in? We'll take a short break when we come back. More with Dr. Eve Wood on The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back.
1: Are you yearning to live a more fully expressed and joyful life? Do you want to explore and discover what ignites your heart? Heart Ignited is a potent coaching process created by Deborah Tracci, a life and transition coaching pioneer. Tune into the Dr. Pat Show to learn more about this unique process. Go to heartignited.com or call 206-236-6100 to learn more. That's heartignited.com or 206-236-6100.
7: This message will self-absorb in five seconds. For more information, call us toll-free at 1-866-461-6463.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm excited about a breakthrough technique that will help you shed years of stuck energy. Energy that is stuck creates three basic corresponding feelings or emotions, bad, sad, or mad. The Simone Zone is like a water purification unit for our polluted energy. And once that energy is reclaimed, we are able to reframe it and use it to achieve our goals and desires more quickly and easily than ever before. Visit TheSimoneZone.com and try this free technique for yourself.
7: Health
4: Radio Network is streaming this show and other great health talk shows online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at HealthRadioNetwork.com. And now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. My guest today is Dr. Eve Wood. And we're talking about how to take charge of your emotional life and much more. Uh, One of the things that I I wanted to ask you about, and I mentioned it before we went to break, is about the vision, is about the journey. And, you know, where are we today, and what can we expect for ourselves and the work that we want to take out into the world? I mean, what does this look like for you, Dr. Wood? I mean, do you have a vision of where you're to go right now?
3: Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think I do about where I'm meant to go and where, what my piece may be is in, in a bigger scheme. But I... You know, I when I got to the point where I said I need to start to share this. What I what I really felt very strongly is I need to do my piece to change the world, and I mean the world of personal empowerment around health, and um, you know, helping people really get um, what it means to take charge to be to own their own journeys and know how to do it and how to put together pieces and also um, my, do my part to transform the medical system and the treatment system and build bridges between different types of treatment providers and and in a short time because you know my first book is only it's only been a few years 2004 um You know, I I now teach doctors from all over the world in the integrative medicine program. You know, they come from all over to learn integrative approaches to healing. You know, I I have all these ways of helping individuals now, you know, all over the world. You know, my books are distributed in many countries. So, I mean, but to me that's a piece of what is a much bigger place I see us going as a universe, maybe? I mean, I don't know. And that is the place of much more unity, of much more um, understanding of interrelationships, interrelationships between parts of of ourselves, us and one another, us and some bigger divine or whatever source or whatever we want to call it, in creating um, health and wellness and and I, I think ultimately then a level of joy that we don't experience very much now. I mean, most of us are walking around overwhelmed and stressed out, really, Um, and hopeless a lot of the time. And my my vision and mission is to do my piece to shift that, because I don't think it needs to be that way, and I don't think it's that complicated to change it. I think it's a lot of work, but but the lessons and the models are simple. We just need to know how to use them and apply them and um, share them with one another.
2: Well, in step nine of the book, uh, and I want to make sure everyone has, um, the website. First of all, you can go to com. That's dreve com. And also, um, there should be a link there to your radio show as well. Is that correct?
3: Yes. On the homepage there is. And also there's a place right on the homepage to sign up for a free e-news on health tips each month and, um, and some information about, you know, how to order books and things. I think it's linked to Amazon or Amazon. Exactly.
2: Uh, I mean, step nine says live in the power of the possible. Yeah. And yet, every day we are bombarded by messages that, personally, I don't want to hear. I mean, recently right. for me, it, you know, they're starting to play the news on my Monday through Friday show, and I'm thinking, why do we want to hear that?
3: Oh, uh, am, am yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying totally, and it's hard to escape from it, you know, when it's in the middle of your own show, you know. Well, you know, one of the things I'm concerned about is the degree to which we as a culture focus on everything that's wrong in order to sell um, what's going to fix it. You know, and how we talk about you need these things. You know, it's impossible for you to accomplish things in some other way and so on. And we walk around as a result with so little sense of our own potential and of what we can do if we harness our own energies and beliefs and so on. And, um... I find myself personally also that I have to be very careful about what I allow into my life, whether it's, you know, when I'm on the exercise machine in the gym and what's in front of me on the TV that you can't turn off, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, what's in the the newspaper, or, uh, you know, you're seeing in the checkout line in the grocery store. I mean, all these messages about, you know, what's wrong and what's impossible and how terrible things are, when it's... I mean, it's one side of the issue, and I don't think it's the, the most true side. It's just a piece. So some
2: of us are called idealists. Mm. Some of us are called uh, – I was talking to my best friend today. It's very interesting. I was talking to my best friend today, and, you know, she said for the first time in her life, someone said to her, stop being so positive. Oh. And I guess a little bit of me have, has rubbed off on her these days. Are we at a place where being so positive starts to show the contrast to so many people that are not there?
3: Mm, I think so. I think the norm and what we're so accustomed to is is a sort of a scared, pessimistic, why bother anyway, you can't trust anybody, nothing's going to make a difference sort of world. And you just look at you know our political system. And, you know, all of it. I mean, how sort of rampant it is that things are not as they seem, um, that what you thought what you could trust you can't, and so on. So I think we're very much bombarded by that. And when when um, people are positive or hopeful in an overt way, there's this notion, which is, of course, in my opinion, wrong, but that they're, um, like, out there. They don't know what yeah. they're talking about.
2: Yeah, we're on another planet here, right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. When we come back, we'll be having our closing comments with Dr. Eve Wood. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back.
7: Health Radio Network.
0: When the diagnosis is cancer, you need answers. Ask MD Anderson is ready to help. Our staff of health information specialists can advise you about the process of becoming a patient and answer questions about new technologies and treatments. We're here to help guide you through this difficult time. Call toll-free 877-MDA-6789 or visit mdanderson.org slash ask.
6: The investigator, Dr. Timothy Shapiro.
0: At Lankana Hospital, we are one of the leading centers in the area for cardiac catheterizations as well as balloon angioplasty and coronary stent procedures. Last year, we did over 3,000 procedures. We know how to fix hearts.
6: The defender, Dr.
0: Sean Janzer. Just as the arteries of the heart can become blocked, so can the arteries of the legs, arms, kidneys, and neck. This is called peripheral vascular disease. At Lankanaw, we treat this disease with the latest minimally invasive techniques. We have the latest tools and technology, all the resources to tailor treatment to an individual's needs. The hospital, Lankanaw,
6: named a solution top 100 cardiovascular hospital and a member of the Mainline Health Heart Center with Bryn Mawr and Paoli Hospitals.
0: The whole team has this vast experience to make sure every patient gets the best care possible. To schedule
6: an appointment with a Lincoln heart doctor, call 1-866-CALL-MLH and see why our doctors are the main difference. In April, MD Anderson observes National Minority Cancer Awareness Week. Many ethnic and racial minorities experience disproportionate rates of cancer diagnosis and cancer mortality. In particular, African Americans carry a greater cancer burden than any other racial or ethnic group. Scientists at MD Anderson are working to explain this inequality through programs in patient care, research, education, and prevention. To learn more about minority cancer issues, go to mdanderson.org slash
0: awareness. 1.4 million people in Illinois who really want to work can't. Financially, it doesn't make sense for them. You see, if they were employed, they would lose Medicaid health coverage, and private insurance is almost impossible to get. This is the reality for people with disabilities. Take Joe and Seth, two brothers who work despite having lifelong disabilities. They need several daily medications. When the price of their prescriptions rose, they came close to losing their home. Thank goodness there's a state health care program for them. Now, health benefits for workers with disabilities covers all of Joe and Seth's medications and other health care, too. If this sounds like someone you know, HBWD. 800 226 0768 or visit hbwdillinois.com to learn more about health insurance for working individuals with disabilities. Move beyond your disability and take control. Call 800 226 0768 or visit hbwdillinois.com today.
4: Radio Network is streaming this show and other great health talk shows online 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at healthradio network.com. And now back to the show.
2: Welcome, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For, I just want to mention a couple things for the folks that are listening in Boston right now. I want to remind you that uh, Wayne Dyer will be uh, doing an event there Saturday and Sunday, April 21st through the 22nd, the morning and afternoon of your life. That will be at the Back Bay Event Center. Again, that's uh, Saturday and Sunday, the 21st and the 22nd. Uh, don't miss that event. We've been giving out tickets for that for folks in the Boston area. And I'm here with Dr. Eve Wood right now. Her book is 10 Steps to Take Charge of Your Emotional Life. That's available pretty much anywhere. And, Dr. Wood, thank you so much for, for joining the show today. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I love talking with you, really. It's really, we have a great time. Oh, I love it. You know, in closing... What what are you wanting to say to people? I mean, what are some of the myths that we can bust through here so that people have a sense of the healing
3: power of what you've put together in, in this book? Well, you know, I think what I really want to convey is that at the end of the day, each one of us is ultimately responsible for our health and our wellness and our care. And if we're given enough guidance and we're given enough tools and we have some willingness on our own part, we can absolutely figure out what we need to do. What is the combination of solutions and interventions that make the most sense for us to be well and whole and fulfilled? And I don't have any doubt that every one of us can do that. And my biggest goal is to help as many... People as possible get there, and um, that's why I write what I write and speak as I do. And I, um, I think you had mentioned my website a number of times. It's d r e v e w o o d dot com. But I um, welcome people to email me there. There's an Ask Doctor Wood feature on the website if you know they're they're working on some of these things and they're not sure what to do or where to go or how to make sense of what they've been told, because it, it is all. Um, doable if we have the right help and guidance. And I've just been so disturbed about how much suffering there is that's unnecessary, really. Uh, and I have too. and I think that's why yeah. you and I do what we do. Right. Uh, for me, I
2: I came to the table three years ago with the thought that I wanted to help as many people as I could. I had no idea it would be on radio, and just like you said, we're on a path now where that's what we're doing. Right. Um, and I want to thank you so much for for joining the show today. It's been and a uh, again encourage folks check it out go to the website there's lots there and dr wood thank you so much for taking your message out into the world well thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it all right everyone thank you so much for listening to the show again www.thedrpatshow.com we're loving each and every one of you make yourselves a fabulous week we'll see you right back here next week same time same station services provided by Gab
7: network at
2: Cabnetwork.com for
7: the Health Radio Radio
2: Network. Radio Network. Radio Network.
4: The
0: Maverick, Dr. Stephen Rothman. Atrial fibrillation is an irregular heartbeat that can give patients symptoms of palpitations, lightheadedness, shortness of breath. The major concern with atrial fibrillation is its risk of stroke. At Lankanel Hospital, we're using computerized imaging and cardiac mapping that will help us treat and cure these difficult arrhythmias. The Discoverer, Dr. Edward McGargy.
1: At Lankanel Hospital, our experienced emergency team includes physicians, nurses, and medical technicians, all trained to respond quickly and accurately to save your life.